This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. You could do it, B. You hear that? What? That's you. Who? Telling you, you could do it. For real? Hell yeah, that's me. Hell. Talking to you, but I'm you. Who's you? You! I don't think I, I don't think I can do it. Hey man, what well, you know what you need to do? Get in the conversation. And the For the end of conversation podcast with funny man Damian Lemon, crazy Dominican, you know, Vladimir, come on, yo, my cool man from the county of Dade, Ali Muhammad. Yeah, it is in the conversation. This is Damian Lemon, and as always, on my right hand side, I got El Capitan, El Coronel, El Alcalde. Vladimir Camaño. Okay, coming live and direct from the broom closet. Yep. On the left hand side, I got. You got the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad, in the building. Oh, great, huh? to the point. I like that yeah, one. No, you, you know, I had to spice it up a little bit. You, Switch you know it up. You said I was light FM. I had to, you know what I'm saying, go hot 9-7 on you. Okay, there you go. You did a drop. <laughs> Next week, I'm going to be flex. Okay, all right. All right. That's what we're going to be talking in all caps. All caps. There it is. <laughs> Exclamations. What's going on? We got Chris in the building as well. What's going on with y'all? Everything. We are doing well. As you know, this is always the highlight of my week. Ah, there it is, man. I'm glad. So that I'm excited to, to be the... here, man. I got I got uh, on a, on a positive note, I, I got dishwasher in my apartment. Oh, really? And uh, yeah, it was a bit weird using it, man, because I had, I had some working class anxiety behind using it. About the dishwasher? What was the working inside of, what's the working class yeah. anxiety? Yeah. You know, I grew up, I grew up, you know... Sponge and sponge and, and a little uh, uh, dermassage. Did you ever use dermassage? Nah, but <laughs> nah, that sounds like a. Is that like a Spanish uh, dishwashing product? It's a. It'll be on sale at the bodega. They sell it for a dollar. You know what I mean? No doubt. Dermassage. It's called der- dermassage, and uh, that sounds like a like a skin. It's like a like a fucking illegal massage parlor. <laughs> That's what it sounds like so, in Germany somewhere. But go ahead. They, so. So I got this, you know, so I've, I've been using it and I got to tell you, man, like the dishes have never been cleaner, brother. Yeah. Um, and it's been like a secret. Like I don't tell anybody up until now that I've been using a dishwasher because I got this. I don't want to feel like I'm bougie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it ain't a maid, though. It's not. Did you tell your family? Did no, you tell I your know. parents? Tell your parents you got a nah, dishwasher? No, they don't know yet. They don't know yet. If I, if oh. I tell them that, they're going to they're they're be like, oh, he's, 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 he's L.A. now. Who's going to take it worse, your father or your mother? Uh... My mom will be happy. My mom, I think I think they'll take it fine. I think my brother will probably make a little fun of me. Oh, uh, okay. Are you L.A. Um, yet? You think you L.A.? You think this man is L.A. over here? Or? I mean, I hate, yeah. let's see how he feel. You L.A.? I, uh, I think, so. you know, what, but, what, you know what? No, but define that. What, what does that mean? I I don't, find, you was about to define Your definition of are you L.A.? No, because you what I what find it means. is. What you be? I had a, I was hanging out with Sherrod one night. Sherrod Small was a comic. Yeah. And uh, we had this conversation. About that, positive attributes are associated with LA. So I came back, I lost some weight, okay. I got a little muscle, and he's like, "Oh, you LA now?" Uh huh. Uh huh. So the minute you start doing negative habits, like, "Oh, oh, you okay? You back in New York?" You know. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, now, nah, what you? What do you think LA is? I think LA's. Uh, um, it's taught me a lot, man. It's taught me a lot. Hollywood is. Um, 
It's a saying that someone told me. Hollywood is rapidly fast, wildly <laughs> slow. He Tom Brady, Joe. And they, they dodged the shit out of that country. I said, what do you think L.A.? Well, L.A. Hey, has taught me know, something. It is very Hollywood. I said, Hollywood what do you dish. think L.A. is? You were saying that you thought the dishwasher LA was L.A. 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 is great, man. I, I'm, I think... Um, uh, right. you know, I think NY is always in my heart, but the lifestyle is just so much. It's, it's, it, aside from the traffic, the lifestyle is a little more easy going on here, man. And he's doing everything in his possibility to not say he Hollywood. <laughs> I'm not Hollywood. I got too much working class uh, background in me to be Hollywood. Um, I guess I'm Hollywood. I, I don't know. I, I do think the lifestyle is better out here, though, man. I'll say that. Mm. So that's that's the first step in admitting your the lifestyle. The lifestyle is better out here, man. It's less less stressful. Again, outside the traffic, it's less stressful. Uh huh. It's better. Um, so, phone connections you know, is horrible. So when you get back, you're gonna be uh, mad. You know, at, you're gonna be mad at every restaurant that doesn't have valet. Uh, well, you know, I don't drive valet, so. I thought you was getting a Prius. I'm Ubering everywhere. I thought you was I'm getting a Prius. I'm thinking about it. It's not, it hasn't happened yet. I'm thinking about it. Oh, okay. You gonna you gonna have to get a whip. It hasn't happened yet. That that Uber budget gonna get uh, crazy. Speaking of Uber, <laughs> we've all taken jobs to earn extra cash. You know, back in the day, man, I, I handed out flyers in the street. I didn't flip burgers. I didn't uh, work at a shoe store. I've done a bunch of different things. But I've got a better way you can earn extra money on the side. It's so much easier today, thanks to Uber. Uber's the ultimate side hustle. Driving with Uber is the new way you could earn extra cash whenever you want. It's not just another J-O-B. It's a totally flexible way to earn. You can turn it on and off just like your car. If you have any spare hours here or there, drive with Uber. Have you ever wanted to be your own boss? I bet you make a great boss. <laughs> drive with Uber and you are your own boss. Shout out to Dame Dash. If you're driving right now, you should be earning right now. Every day is a payday when you drive with Uber because you can cash out anytime with instant pay. Did you know that, Ali? Anytime. Anytime. Instant pay. With access to instant pay. Vlad, did you know with access to instant pay, cash out your earnings up to five times a day with no minimum amount required? Did you know that, Vlad? I had no idea. Yeah, man. Listen, if you enjoy earning cash, if there's something special you'd like to buy, your car could start making you money. So go ahead, get your side hustle on. Sign up to drive with Uber today. Go to uber.com slash drive now. That's uber.com slash drive now. U-B-E-R. Uh-oh. U-B-E-R, right? I spelled the right the first time. Dot com slash drive now. Vlad, you dodged that question better than Tom Brady dodged that question. Uh, you, Yo, you dodged <laughs> that, that is, question. That is hilarious. You, did you see Tom Brady dodge that um, Donald Trump question? Uh, I didn't watch it yet, but I heard about it. Man, it was smooth. It was smooth. What was the question? The question was they asked Todd Brady because you know Todd Brady is cool with Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people think that he endorsed Donald Trump, but he didn't. He's just very cool with him. Mm -hmm. So anyway, they said, yo, Donald Trump says a lot about locker room talk. What are you and your kids? Is that the is that the locker room talk that you talk about or something like that? And he uh -huh. like he kind of laughed like ha 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 and just stepped off. <laughs> and it uh, it was smooth. I'm not gonna lie. He laughed it off, cooled out, said thank you guys, and left. And then you know he kind of got a little bit of attack because people felt like he alluded a question. He's yeah. he's linked with Trump. He's a uh, He's, I mean, arguably one of the best players in the NFL right now, right. you know, I mean, and uh, he hasn't endorsed Trump, but people feel like 
he's at least kind of, he's, you know, he's a friend. Right. He's on record as being a friend. So people felt like he should have spoke to that, you know? And I, I don't I don't agree with, you know what I'm saying, a, a sports figure is supposed to answer every question and have an opinion on every fucking political or socioeconomic question that they hit with. True. You know what I'm saying? There's, first of all, it's always a trap. It ain't, it ain't never, you know what I'm saying, it's, it's you get... If you answer it all the way right, you're still going to be 50% wrong, 50% right. You know what I'm saying? You're going to still get a little hate from one side yeah. or the other opinion, or you're going to get love from the other side. So, right. you know what I'm saying? If if you are the leader of the team, it's really no win in answering that question. Well, that's exactly what he said. He said he doesn't ever want to. He doesn't want to make headlines. He tries not to make headlines. He doesn't want to be a distraction to the team. Mm-hmm. He says, you know, whatever he does is whatever he does, which I agree with that order. On a certain level. I agree with that on a certain level. Look, you could say whatever. I'm not even mad at you dodging. You just you say, hey, fuck it, I don't want to answer the question. But I felt like he did put that in the world. The reason that we know he fucked with Donald Trump is I thought he said something about he's voting for Trump a while ago. So if you publicly link yourself to the presidential candidate, you know what I mean, on the day before they're going to do this, uh, this final debate... Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of fair enough. If I know that you, that's your man. You've gone on record saying that you mm-hmm. rock with him. And it's so, like, this locker room is such an ill transition. Mm-hmm. It's no more synergy than that. I got to but I gotta shoot yeah. my shot. Yeah, you, you. it's no problem. It, right. it's, it's fair game to shoot right. a shot. Okay, that's all I'm you saying. You know what I'm saying? But it's also in the, you know what I'm saying, in the Constitution that I plead the fifth. Yeah. The fifth, fifth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You ain't got to answer all that shit, man. You know, it'd it be the ones who take that bait and then they get hung up out there on some shit, talking out the side of their neck because they ain't all the way prepared for the answer. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, shit, be, you know what I mean? If you got something to say and you really feel strongly about some shit, yeah, say talk your shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Know uh, what you want to say. Know which, but that's the thing. You know what I'm saying? You get out there half cocked and shit. His publicist probably on the side like, get the fuck out of here, man. Let's go. <laughs> Let me ask you this, though. Do you judge people by, one, do you talk politics with people casually? And then, two, do you judge people by their political leanings? Nowadays, I do. Because you feel like it's, wow. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think so, now, I think it's now so, never, yeah. It's so fucking extreme right now. They they right. playing, ever since ever since the invention of the Tea Party. Right. You know what I'm saying? When they brought the Tea Party out uh-huh. with Obama, mm-hmm. you started to really see like different shit that you might not like about somebody. Right. About how they feel about some shit. Right. Like, wait a minute, if you feel about like that, about that, then how you feel about me? Right. No, you cool. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Until I leave. Uh-huh. And then I'm another one of them. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? I don't talk politics, you know what I'm saying, on my day-to-day or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, you Even know what I'm right I'm, around now where everyone's talking nah, politics? Even, especially right around now because it's some bullshit right now. Okay. And the talk around the politics is 90% not even about the politics. It's about, you know what I'm saying, these stunts here and these stunts there and this innuendo and these tapes and, you know what I'm saying? It's that's that's not really the the media who talking about the issues, you know what mm. I'm saying? I don't think I don't hear nobody talking about issues and shit. You know what I mean? Um, if you're gonna talk politics, it means more importantly to be talking on the local level. You know what I'm saying? Who's your who's making the decisions around the the place where you at going up? But you know what I'm saying? Most of the time, that political talk don't be about shit, nothing but a, you know what I'm saying? Some something else to fuss about. I got some other shit we could be fussing about. 
<laughs> so you don't, you know, you prefer not to. Now, Vlad, you were at the stand. They were doing a debate watching party at the stand. Obviously, I believe you were performing that night too. But one, do you talk politics, and uh, do you judge people at where they stand politically? Um, I think as you, I think as you get more mature, you got to be able to have conversations with people on different sides of the spectrum, right? Um. Because I find that a lot of these conversations, they get so emotional mm-hmm. that you can't really talk about why someone is on the camp that they are and have a, and have a real conversation about it. Um, the problem right now is that when you got somebody like Trump, um, you know, it's almost like, I'll give you, I mean, you know, I think one of us is going to talk about the Amy Schumer incident. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, we're going to talk about it, um, but go ahead. Amy Schumer, Amy Schumer had an incident where she walked up you because she was, you know, she's anti-Trump. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, people got emotional. They started booing her, and they walked out. The, they walked out the, uh, the show. Mm-hmm. Um, in this particular case, in this particular political climate, the, the the very conversation about Trump almost leaves a lot of people dumbfounded because they can't comprehend how someone could could vote for that guy. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you know, if someone says Trump, it's like it's like what? Like it's just like it's like how? How can you go that route? Mm-hmm. Um. So Trump, Trump, Trump makes it hard, man, because he says some things, you know, that make it hard for people to have like actual conversations, like, oh, so why do you believe in, in trickle down economics, or why do you believe in gun control, or why do you believe in abortions? Mm-hmm. Right now, it's like, dude, this dude said that Mexicans are rapists. Mm-hmm. So at the point, I think the current political climate is like, it's just it goes from zero to sixty like real quick, mm-hmm. um, and there's no actual conversation about the issues and 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 poli- Of course, I talk politics, but like it's, right now impossible to do that so you do or you don't you said it's impossible or is what he's saying i do i do it's but right now it's impossible right now but i, I do have political conversation right now it's almost like it's impossible because trump trump is just way too inflammatory like he's talking about the election is rigged right now mm-hmm. um he's way too inflammatory for people to have actual like meaningful conversations about about issues i find mm. yeah i mean you know what it's <clears throat> i don't think it's impossible to have a conversation i think it's it's hard to believe, especially if someone of color to be like, you know, pro-Trump or whatever, or certain yeah. people. I But the, at the same time, the motherfucker is like, it's almost ridiculous. It's like you got it. So, you know, it's like World Star. You know how when you see some bullshit right. on World Star, you're like, right. I don't really want to get this shit no light. But this shit is so crazy. This is some mm. bullshit. I, I kind of want to show somebody just to, so they so I know somebody else witnessed this bullshit. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of what he's turned this whole shit into. It's embarrassing on a certain level. It's like he's almost like a like a mascot for a certain type of like hate and you know what certain I mean? Kind like of thought. Yeah, absolutely. Like certain kind of thought, but just like beyond just a certain kind of that thought, like just hate and uh fucking xenophobia. You know what I mean? Like it's just whole shit massage. His whole shit is it makes the whole like if you looked at what had what Obama had to do to become president, right? And not just Obama, but just the general. I mean, just specifically Obama. This motherfucker, had to, like, he had to deny his preacher. He had to, the motherfucker was have to, to refute uh, accusations that he wasn't even a member of the the country. Like he wasn't born in the country. All types of shit, and he still kept his grace about him. Blase skip. You know, Trump is a this motherfucker like. It's embarrassing. Like it makes you kind of not even really want to fuck with 
American politics, but it's almost like this is what America has. We kind of, I mean, do we deserve this? Is this what we've, this is what we've kind of, this is what we've been leading to. I don't even fuck I mean, this, this is what we created. Did we have, you know yeah. It ain't like he said that shit and we was like, damn, that shit crazy. And then they kept on going and then we just jumped on board. It was some motherfuckers that was on board from, from the, the door. You know and it's people still on board. <laughs> exactly. The, the raw it get, you know what I'm saying? We, we, didn't, we desensitized to the whole curtain effect. I think George Bush unveiled the whole shit because he was the first one that, that was not trying to hold shit together. Mm-hmm. He didn't give a fuck. He said whatever. What's about Junior? Junior. Okay. George W. Okay. You know what I'm saying? He, he just, when you look at him and you listen to the shit that he used to say, it's like, yeah, damn, ain't no um, filter. No decorum in this shit no more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no filter in this shit. No, it ain't no front to it no more. He just opened it all up like, yeah, this shit here crazy. So from that moment on, it just went downhill to me. And Trump just represents, you know what I'm saying, the thought process that, hey, if, if I can say this and it works, we're going to keep saying it. If this gets ratings, the news is going to keep playing it. You know what I'm saying? That's what America is. It, it's, it, it's not just the people who support it. It's the whole system that's behind it. This shit is like, it's like a reality show. It is. I think with the Bush, that's a good point where it might have started with Bush. I felt like what started with Bush was this whole idea of let's have a beer with the president. Remember, everybody was like, yo, right, I right, want right, to have right, a president. Right. I can have a beer with Because he didn't have no front to it. It was yeah. just like, whatever. Before that, I don't think I even expected to ever meet the president, right. let alone have a beer. If I ever met, it might be in a, in a move along situation. Hi, oh, Mr. President. All right, keep it going. They, you know, but now. <laughs> The every like it's not even now it's like did they say keep it going nigga <laughs> no I didn't say keep it going nigga <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounds like yeah like nah. keep it going nigga <laughs> nah depending on what president you be <laughs> but uh, all I'm saying is now it became this it's like any other thing it's too casual it's too fucking casual man it's yo it, I. It's bugged out. How you feeling over there, Chris? Well, I just wanted to make a point. I mean, anytime W comes up, the the interesting thing about W is that in the history of the country, he truly was one of the worst presidents that we're ever going to have. It was a horrible administration. He got in in, in weird circumstances. Yeah. He was terrible. So every election after that and every president after that, the rhetoric, you could say, oh, this person's horrific, whatever. But people don't take it as seriously because they're sort of desensitized to it because of W. Right. So like when, people, when you go after Trump and you go, this guy's a danger to the country, they're like, well, whatever. You said that about right. W. But that was true then, and it is actually true now with Trump. But it's sort of a desensitizing thing you know what i mean like n- people didn't feel that way about romney like when romney was gonna be president i didn't feel like he was gonna end the country and we were gonna gonna all die but there was people that were saying well this guy's horrific and he's terrible but not in the same way that right. bush or trump would be you know well let me ask you that how how much do you think that shit like what do you think the worst thing that could happen safe god forbid your man got in trump got in what do you think the worst what do you think he could do i don't care man I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to envision you know, in, in, no shit like that. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I, you know what I'm saying? You don't want to know what's the worst shit he could do. I have no faith in him, man. So I mean, I ain't got no faith in him either, but what, what I think, what do you think, Flat? It's funny because I was watching Ava DuVernay's documentary on Netflix called The 13th. Yeah. And uh, have, you seen, have you seen it yet, Ali, Damien? I saw it. I haven't um, seen it yet. I thought it was, it was good. 
good. The way she highlighted the language that was used was kind of subtext for racial policies. Yeah, like law and order and shit. Yeah, law and order and, and criminalization was right. really just ways of saying, uh, you know, people of color in this country. Um, and I think with Trump, if he gets into office, he will find subtext and ways to institute policies that I think would be uh, disadvantaging, uh, you know, people, uh, uh, poor people, basically. Yeah. Um, but 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 he he wouldn't say it outright. But the fact that he got into office saying those things. I feel like he would go into office and just kind of shoot at the mouth and be like, yo, I got elected. I'm here. You know what I mean? Yeah, if he was to get in, I mean, you couldn't tell him shit. You couldn't tell me. I think he, he would be so entitled in that, that seat. Uh-huh. I mean, he... I think he'd be, like, irresponsive to any kind of feedback. He'd be like, nah, I'm good, brother. I got here. Yeah. yeah. I, I, was I mean, he's already irresponsive. Having, I, I was grabbing... You know what I mean? I was grabbing pussies. I was calling Mexicans rapists, and I still got here. So, you know what? What you got to say, I'm, I'm, I'm untouchable right now. Yeah, that's what I think he would do. That's they what he should. would do. And the, the the problem is, he's going up against Hillary, who um, who Hillary just has this thing where people don't like her. A lot of people just don't like her. Right. Um. Yeah. So if it was a different candidate, maybe the conversation would be different. But because it's Hillary, it makes the conversation a little more uh, complicated. Right. <clears throat> yeah. It's tough, man. It's tough. Nobody, you know. Obviously, you don't want to. I mean, I don't know. Diaz, I'm sorry to cut you off, but the last debate, he accused Hillary of taking like performance enhancing supplements. <laughs> the shit is ridiculous. They, that's I don't what know I'm saying. Like, that. it's he, embarrassing. He said she's taking, I want, he, said, he said, I want her blood tested. I want her to do a drug test. Yeah, he pulled the Mayweather. I mean, come on. Yeah. Come on, fam. Like, what is, what could she possibly be taking? A cup of coffee? Like, what, what Adderall? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, then, then he said his mic wasn't working. I mean, it's a circus, man. It's crazy, man. It's embarrassing, dog, that we humor this shit. I kind of just want it to be over with. I hope, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm hoping this shit don't, don't, you know, I'm hoping this motherfucker gets, you know, he doesn't get voted in. You know what I mean? But it's ridiculous. Like, the shit is, it's, it's crazy to me how far it's gotten still. I mean, what do you think the worst shit could be? I don't know what the worst, I mean, like what Vlad was saying, I think he could, first of all, I think if he was to get elected, He's super reckless, to Vlad's point. If he got there talking all of that shit and he didn't make no amends for none of this type of shit, he going to try to do whatever the fuck he could do. I don't think that, I mean, through, I don't think certain shit would get paid. He'll try to do certain things, but, I mean, it'd just be fucked up for the, it'll just be, it'll be the, it'll be the worst look for the United States. First of all, for people, for black motherfuckers, it's going to be fucked up. Why you say that? Well, because I've seen his rap. Yeah. I've seen how he's already, I see, I remember with the Central Park Five when he put the shit out in, mm-hmm. uh, what was it, the Post? Mm-hmm. When he put out the whole big ass ad basically vilifying these kids who hadn't even been found guilty at that point and then later on when they found that these kids was innocent, he ain't never say, yo, my bad, I, I fucked up, I was apologizing. You know, he just, He's one of these people that knows how to stoke the flames of fear and and play to a, like the narrative of the lowest common denominator. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and and it's like he has no response. He has no respect for the office of the president. Oh, so it's like he has no respect for this. I don't think that they could really respect the job. I just think he wants the job based on the fact Hilarious. that that's the only thing that he doesn't have his name on. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's the ultimate ego stroke is to become the man, become the president of the United States. I don't think he's staked to trying to help this shit. You yeah, know? But I mean, 
I mean, shit, I don't, I don't know too many presidents that did a whole lot for the minorities. I mean, that, well, not, but, <laughs> I don't know too many that made it that good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's my that, but that's my point too. Where it's like. <laughs> On a certain level, I think this is the worst of the worst. It's just like he's reprehensible. It was like it's significantly worse than any other president. I've Reagan was terrible too. Reagan was fuck. Reagan, Reagan did was the ter- most. He, he I, I don't know if Trump could be worse than Reagan. I don't know if Trump could be worse than a lot of people, but it's like at least to your point. Reagan ain't come out the gate looking like the villain. But he oh. did. He just did the shit. He ain't said the motherfucking thing. He but just did it. That's the craziest shit of a motherfucker coming out <laughs> with the guns blazing and you still let him in the house. Man. It's different than somebody with a gun tucked in their jacket and you let him in the house and then they wind up shooting everybody. But if you let the motherfucker that's waving the gun, like it looks crazier. I just think the veil just off, man. We just seeing more of it. Yeah. Oh, they had sleight of hand. I mean, it's getting crazy. You see what this mayor out in West York, Pennsylvania, this is a mayor in office, was on Facebook shitting on Obama with some racist shit, had a like a photo of some orangutans in a wagon talking about, <laughs> yo, it's moving day with the Obamas. Oh, and, man. And then so when, they, when he got caught under fire, he just resigned. He didn't like, he didn't, <laughs> he didn't apologize. He didn't give a fuck. He also, on his, on his resignation, he was like, listen, he like negotiated his, rec- his resignation. He was like, listen, uh, listen, I don't, uh, I don't feel, I don't regret what I did, but I'll resign. And if I resign, I'd like you to put the, uh, the police chief who you got suspended right now, put him back in office and I'll resign. Kind of like, kind of shit is this? Like. I don't know, man. The shit is, it's embarrassing, man. Everybody out here on their thing, man. You know what I'm saying? I guess, everybody on their square, man, repping their program, man. I guess it's good to see it so you know what to uh, contend with. Damn, I'm just curious. Yeah. I'm just curious. Have you have you talked to your, like, I'm always curious about, like, older folks. Have you talked to your grandmother at all about this? Like, about politics? Like, the older folks? I ain't talked to my grandmother about this. I've talked to my, my you know, my family. My brother-in-law, it's funny, because I think my brother-in-law, from the door... He hasn't really been surprised how far Trump has gone. Like he live out in Long Island. He, t- he go goes to the gym. He talks to a lot of like you know his uh, his Long Island cats, like white guys out there who are cops and firefighters or whatever, whatever. And he sees how Trump kind of resonates with them. So he's not really that surprised by how far shit has gotten. And I'm like, and I, from the door, I was I feel like I was a little bit more dismissive. So, like, he likes to just reach out to me every so often, like, oh, you see what your man out here doing, right? You know what I mean? Like, I kind of wrote right, the cat right, off right, a right, long right, time right, ago right. because <laughs> me thinking that, you know, America ain't going to go for nobody that's saying, yo, Mexicans is rapists or we can't let Muslims into the country or the blacks. The, you know what I mean? Like, you like, you can't let this cat get this type of traction. Not in America. But Shit. It's crazy. But that's the gamble. That's the gamble he's taking. He's hoping that there's a bigger percentage of people that will say, yeah, let's ban Muslims. Mexicans are He's hoping that that is the biggest percentage, and they're not. You know what I mean? Like, he's gambling on that, but it's not. he's not going to win. I don't believe he's going to win either, but it's just like, you know, I, I'm still nervous. I'm still nervous <laughs> because I'm, st- I'm, st- I'm nervous and shit about it because, you know. That's why I say, what's the worst thing that could happen? You know? Not to you want to even entertain any of that shit, but, you know, like. 
Well, he does get to name a Supreme Court. Ju- I mean, like the next president will name a Supreme Court justice, right. which isn't you don't want that guy picking somebody that's going to you know be on the bench for fifty years or whatever. Well, he did say he's going in, in the same vein as what Scalia was, so. right? So you don't want that. And on top of that, he does actually control nuclear weapons, which he's asked about. He talks about it. It's like he doesn't understand why we don't use them. Like that's yeah. it's out there, but it's possible if he becomes president. You know? Right. Right. Anyway, man, fuck Trump. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Ah, shit. What else is going on? Let's talk about something good. Ali is, is fully disengaged from this shit. <laughs> nah, man, shit. I was um at some inspiring shit. Uh-uh. You know what I'm saying? I think you might be proud of me, Vlad. What's up? What'd you do? Man, I, I, we, we shot a, a thing for Pepsi last night that was a celebration of Latin, Latin Heritage Month. Oh, where was it at? What was the venue? Your folks at the Cola at the Cola House um, on uh, 15th Street. How big was it? Cola House is like a little, you know, they Pepsi created a a private club where they have a restaurant and club. Oh, yeah, that this it's not branded with Pepsi shit, but you know what I'm saying? They they funded it. They do events in there and shit like that. Mm. They do private parties. So last night it was brisk. You know, they had a program called uh, Brisk Mode that's targeted to artists who are doing their thing. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, the whole celebration was of Latin artists and, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, we had Latin DJs, Fat Joe perform. They had a panel of of people that of, of Latino descent. So you had Lenny S on there from Rock Nation. You had Coco and Breezy who do the eyewear, internet popular. Um, you had somebody from Spotify, somebody from Facebook. So it was dope, but, um, you know, it was interesting, you know what I'm saying, when that Suavemente came on. <laughs> it was a big look. Yeah, that was big. Hilarious. Look. That was like the Benjamins. I was going to say, is that the before I let go of the Latino <laughs> yeah, community? Yeah, that shit turned all the way really? out. <laughs> uh, uh, well, is that, is, what does that song mean to the that community? Where's that Yeah. Flat? Which, which one is it again? Suavemente. Suavemente. What? Suavemente. Suavemente? Yeah. It's like uh, Suavemente, Bésame. It's, it's a romantic song. He's basically saying, kiss me. Kiss me softly. But is that like, you know what I'm saying, when that come on, what happens? Uh, so this is a great question. So that's a polarizing song. Okay, why? Talk polarizing to Polarizing song. So for some people, it's like, oh, it's a classic. I rock with it, right? Yeah. And for some people, it's like this, this song is overdone and it's tacky. Okay? So it's like because, the electric slide. Um, yeah, because not, not, not even that. Not even that. Because it's one of those songs, like as a Latino dude, right? Like I've had this actually happen to me. Like I've had, and I'd be like, oh. And I'd be like, Dominican Republic is like, oh, suavemente. That's like the first thing they know. Mm-hmm. And they, they feel like it encompasses, you know, culture when when it doesn't. Latinos are come from so many different, you know, we're so varied in the spectrum. Whether Guatemala, Puerto Rico. So we get annoyed because they try to use that as if like, oh, I'm down with the Latinos. You know, we got suavemente, right? So it's like um, the commercial reference. It's the quickest yeah, it's reference. Like, it's, like, it's like a blanket, like an umbrella term. So, but then the other side of it is. It's a cool song, you know. It got success. It went mainstream, so we give it up for for the homie Elvis. His name is Elvis Crespo, the guy that did the well, song. Well, well, you know, as an outsider, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And I guess yeah, this, no, no, no. This but, how outsiders know, it, be feeling about black people and shit. Mm-hmm. But right. as an outsider, but it, it's you know a good song. You could, you could, right. you know, it, it might be polarizing, but shit, I would when they put that motherfucker on. 
All them motherfuckers broke out yeah, with the salsa step, and you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. The Latinos was in the building. You know what I'm saying? was there all the way Absolutely. up. So, you know, <laughs> it, it didn't look polarized. That shit, <laughs> that shit looked like a, the jam. It was a <laughs> white guy off to the side, like, I told you. <laughs> I told you. And it, and it wasn't like they put it on in a place where it was like, okay, here's the suavemente. It was just in the in the midst of the joint. You know what I'm saying? It right. came on. It and they know it's Camelo, so, you know, he, he, he hot 9 7. He know what it is. He a DJ, he do this shit. Right. When the shit came on, man, you know, I, I got proud. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you knew you knew this was gonna resonate. I'm like, okay, this it. Oh uh, shit. <laughs> I know a song I'm using in the video. How old is that song? Is that how old is that? Oh, so I vented, man. That sh- that came out like when I was like in high school, I think. Oh, it's not even it's, that old then. No, so I meant is like, I would say like 90s. Oh, all right. Um, all right. Uh, no, I don't know it, why it, it was like it was like it was like ninety eight. I think it was ninety eight. Okay, I don't I, know why I thought it was a little like older. Maybe because I'm from the outside. Like speaking as an outsider, yeah. the the reverence that I see that shit when it come on, it's kind of like it's kind of like not. My analogy is. You ever notice the regard for um, they reminisce over you when them horns come on? Like it's like niggas damn they take their hat off. Right, right, right. When I see Suavemente come on, like I see, like I've seen to your point, I've seen comics leverage it for what you know what I mean for what it means to to Latino audiences. You know what I mean? Like I've seen comics use that when they come out. Blah blah blah. Like this is a big thing Mm -hmm. in the response. Made it seem like it was a, a older song than it really is, but right. I mean, shit, I ain't know that. When it come out, Chris? Uh, it was 1998. 1998. Yeah, Vlad on. I knew it. Yeah, I knew it. But it, but come it on got, now. it got that, it got that, that line, that same baseline at all. I, I don't know what the particular genre that is. This is like a certain baseline because when the first time I ever came to New York, was bachata. I don't know what. Is it, it, I don't, I don't know. know. I gotta hear it. Now. No, it's a, it's a, it's a. It's salsa song it has the salsa rhythm you know the salsa rhythm depending on how you dance it and i'm only saying this as my brother's a salsa instructor mm-hmm. um you know you, you can break on different rhythms but the the more popular one right now is called breaking on two uh-huh. right. so in the background you should hear a pop pop and then that's what you dance to as, a, as the music is playing oh, okay. um that's, that's probably what you're responding to Ali, when you Man, say, when you say I the, mean, the, the baseline like i said first time i came to new york was 92 and i was staying in the bronx with my cousin for the summer. And all you heard was that bass line all day out of every bodega, yeah. out of every car. You know what I'm saying? It was that that same bass line, that, that bodega bass line. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hilarious. And and you know, I just took it for okay, that's what it is. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? This yeah. is this But you know, you know what? You know what, Ali, now that I think about it, because I haven't heard the song in a while. The f- fact that you just said that, you know, you know what it makes me think about? What's that? Um I'm almost that uh, it's, it's a merengue, it's not a salsa. It's a merengue. It's a merengue. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what they be and playing. And the reason I say that is because... Go ahead. Because the reason I say that is because you saying that you recognize that bass line, mm-hmm. because merengue songs merengue songs are very cyclical. It's the same beat looped over and over. Mm-hmm. In the same way a certain hip-hop songs have that same beat loop. That's what it is. So keep going. I'm sorry. But it, yeah, yeah, it's... Now it's, I'm just uh, saying it was a, a certain kind of music that they would always be playing out of the bodega. Mm-hmm. That, that, you know what I'm saying? It's Menengue. It's Menengue. So once, you, once you've been there for two months, you know what I'm saying? That's just that's just stuck in your head. Like, you know what I'm saying? So you come out the house and hear that bass line. 
You just start doing your little cha-cha walk down the block. <laughs> you know how to respond. You know what I'm saying? Your little cha-cha, let me get a little party mix and get on the train. <laughs> <laughs> a party mix. <laughs> You're in the 25 cent party. With the fucking cheese doodle and the nacho. Get and the every, everything you want in one bag. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, indecisive ass nigga. Go ahead and get yourself some pretzels in here. With That's funny as Yo, shit. Party mix and get on the train. A good Bravo party mix. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, another part about last night, like I said, Fat Joe performing, you know, Fat Joe having his renaissance right yeah. now. You know, what I'm saying? Fat Joe look, good for a renaissance. This right. is about his third one. No doubt. And that's basically what he was saying. Like in the at the end of his 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 uh performance, he basically gave a like a motivational speech. You know how right. all the rappers are like motivators now, you know, uh-huh. like Khaled, you know what I'm saying? Right. Now, right. Fat Joe's a motivator. Yeah. You know, Rick Ross sometimes be on his motivational, right. aspirational. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So <clears throat> Les Brown. <laughs> Les, Les Brown rap. Yeah. I love, love Les Brown. You already Les know. Les Brown go ahead, rap. Go ahead. So Fat Joe, you know, he started the performance and he was like, you know, right before he um I think he did all the way up and then he did it again. Right. So but he had a speech in the middle. He was like, you know. They counted me out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't let them, never let them count you out. Right. They counted me out this year. Right. They was said I was gone. Right. But look at me. Look at them. All the way up. Ran it back. All the way up. Nothing could stop me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All the way up. All the way up. You know what I'm saying? It's that motivation rap. You can only motivate them when you're up. But you know what I'm saying? When you're down, it's tough. It's definitely tough to motivate them. It's hard to motivate yourself when you're uh, down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You be Shit. listening to other motivational rap. Yeah, you gotta get you know motivated. But I think it's it's a thing right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you got chance to rapper, he almost down there a gospel rapper. You know what's so funny? I've been seeing that for a while, even well before the Khaled thing. I remember I did Bumper Shoot. This shit was like maybe uh, 09 or something like that. That was years ago, but Big Sean was performing, mm-hmm. and he did like 45 minutes, and in the middle of his set, like 20, 20 minutes in his set, he stopped and he spoke to the audience for about good five minutes about, mm-hmm. you know, following your dreams, finally famous. This was something I'd always wanted to do. I remember when I was at this point in my career, and I remember when I rapped for Ye, and I remember da-da-da-da, and I'm going to tell you... Cause I used to be just like you in these seats. If you do, like if you just commit yourself and you put your grind in and you da 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 da, you could be here like me and mm-hmm. cue applause. And they were like, ah! you know, cause inspiration is sexy to a motherfucker, especially from somebody <laughs> that's winning. And it's easier to inspire people than to give them some money. No doubt. You know, but I, I think it's it's because and it's also it's also a thing too. I mean, a testimony is great. Testimony sometimes travels further than the song. Right. I mean, Khaled is showing you that. Right. Khaled just they, they, this, that. And then he, he's like, shit, nobody, you know. I don't even know what the fuck I was going to say on that last point. But um, <laughs> let me take a sec. But no, what I'm saying is a testimonial will take, like, these people, they resonate with that. They could draw upon that. You know, mm-hmm. like, there's, I don't, I, and I do feel like it's, uh, it feels like with Fat Joe, with somebody in particular like Fat Joe, who people may have counted out, mm-hmm. for him to rebound again, it, he might even feel like he's got to, he might feel like, I got to share this because this shit like. But then Fat Joe went to jail, didn't he? He did, he did some months in jail for yeah, the tank shit. But what's wrong with going to jail? I'm just saying like. He, he can't be inspiring. He, no, no, what no. Not that he can't be inspiring. His testimony is is real. He, he yeah. done felt. He done felt. 
Shit, the motherfucker come from driving the Rolls Royce to sitting in a cell. Right. That's that's a long-ass motherfucking leap down to the bottom. Even somebody that's never driven the Rolls Royce could feel that. You I'm know saying. What I mean? yeah, so, it's the height of the height. So, you know what I'm saying, for for him to, to get one more run at it, you know what I mean? Got to feel, you know what I mean? I feel great. You got to feel great to have that, damn, okay, uh, I still could get it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I can still get back yeah. no matter how far I fell. Because it's the, you know, it's the moment of also, it's reflection, it's hopefully some gratitude, it's, you know, there's the testimony that, you know, I was down and out and now I'm all the way up, right? So it's like, how inclusive is that? That's right. from everybody that ain't got shit to everybody at the top. Look, we all could get part of this. Right. It's a, it's almost like a big ass hug. Now, all right. do you think when he wrote all the way up? Uh-huh. Did he believe How it? far down do you think he was when he wrote All the Way Up? Hilarious. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because you said it was hard to give motivation when you ain't winning. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, he didn't do the hook. Somebody else did the hook. <laughs> it's another cat. It's homeboy who did the hook. Sometimes you might need to get that inspiration yeah. from outside. Yeah, no doubt. Nothing could stop us. I'm all the way up. you like, right, oh, no, probably, you believe us? You probably put the battery yeah, in his back. Hey, man. All the way this, up. this is what you need right here, man. This is what you need. Remy was fresh out of jail. Right. We got to get up. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what I've heard about Fat Joe. I mean, you know, I've heard that uh, he was the guy pre-Khaled, you know, because that's old Terror Squad. He was the guy that was motivating him. And it's like Khaled kind of adopted a little bit of that that, that Joe, that motivation talk. You know what I'm saying? That'll really tap into your soul. Right, you right, know, right. that's a and on the other thing, not to be cynical, but I also saw a little bit of. It's also a good way to kill some time in the middle of your set. You know what I mean? <laughs> you might have to do. You might have to do thirty. You got a good twenty Chris. minutes of uh, material. But but see, at that point, he had already he had already he done all the way up. He was already at the end. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it it seemed like something that he just be wanting to say. He like you know what, right. what I'm saying. Because he has the testimony. He putting it out there. Right. Now, let me ask both of you guys. Go ahead. You know what I'm saying? What do you use to get up when you ain't necessarily feeling it? You down. Oh, man. That's a lot of different shit. Uh, Vlad, go first. I know you talk about this a lot. Go ahead. I would say I would, I would say the one I've learned in my brief experience is that you can't rush it. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I think we try to fix. We try and sometimes you just got to eat the lows man like if you have a bad set on stage or the business ain't going right um it is you know it is what it is you got to eat it man it's like getting a cut you got to put a band-aid on it and wait till that cut to close you know but what what steps do um, you take once you know what i'm saying once it start to heal like what steps you take to get back out in the street and up you know, what, and what, get what, back what works up for on me, the mic what works for me is um uh you know you got to talk you got to talk to friends who've been through that same pain um, to let you know that this, this pain is transitional. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I do listen to a lot of Les Brown. I wasn't even joking around about that. I love Les Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm notorious for going on YouTube, and sometimes I go to sleep. I put Les Brown on before I go to, go to bed or some other <laughs> inspirational talk. I find that I find that if I go to bed with some kind of like real inspirational stuff, like actually I sleep better on some nights. Because mm-hmm. I go to bed with less worry, and I'm like, all right, you know what? This happens to everybody. This is a normal experience, and I'm just better for it, you know? Because mm-hmm. I think... I think part of the healing that you go through in those moments is going through it. That's that's the healing. I think we try to fix it, but not realizing that going through it is actually what we need to do to grow out of it, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, easier said than done, obviously. But um, 
I think for me, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm in therapy too, so I talk to my therapist, um, talk to friends, I put a little less brown on. I try to go for walks. I think sunshine is good too, man. Like not staying indoors too long. Get some sunshine on your face to quote Richard Pryor. Mm-hmm. Vitamin D, man. Go to the gym. You know, hit that gym. Work out. Get, get the blood moving, circulating. Um, uh, clean y'all, the house. Y'all writing this down out there, listeners? Clean the house, man. Yeah, clean the house. Mm. Nothing, n- nothing, nothing worse than having low self-esteem and having a messy house. <laughs> <laughs> you feel like you're worse. living in squalor. <laughs> you feel like you're living in squalor, man. You got to clean that house. Boy. All the way but down. At least a functional house. It gives you a sense of like, all right, at least at least the house is clean. No mm. doubt, no doubt. That's a good one. What, you, what do I do? Uh, a lot of the same shit. I'll definitely, you know, you reach out to your people. You know, you know certain people that you talk to that seem to always have that battery. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And certain people that you, you reach out to, you don't want to exhaust them because you still want them to have that battery when you need it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's those people. Hilarious. You know, it is, uh, there's various books to read. You know, like, it depends on what the situation is, right? Right. You know, if it's some career shit or whatever, you might want to read about somebody that was there doing what you did. Or if it's something that you like, I got to, I need some inspiration. Mm -hmm. You might want to go to a museum or something. You might, you know, you, uh, what do I do? I listen to, I like to listen to rappers when they was like on that hungry level. Like, there's Mm -hmm. certain albums that I tap into when I want to like... When Jay came back with Blueprint, um, there's a <clears throat> there used to be a time in college. Every time I used to try to change my shit, I would listen to Common's Resurrection because mm-hmm. it was a resurrection. Like it was just very <laughs> heavy handed, but I was just like that shit made me feel like okay, we could turn this shit over. Right, right you know right. what I mean? Like there's certain there's certain people that know how to talk that shit that just directly connects with your soul. It's like right. syncing a Bluetooth speaker. You're like, oh, right. I needed that right there. Right. And it might only it might only last for 20 minutes, mm-hmm. but that's all you needed. That 20 minutes, maybe you wrote some shit to get you to the next level or whatever, you know, whatever little spur of inspiration you got. But, right. you know, it's all types of shit to touch, tap into. What you fuck with? I mean, it's, it's various levels to it, you know what I'm saying, different places on your way back up or, you know what I'm saying, on your way down mm-hmm. that, you know, requires different things. But... One thing that I um, I typically do first in any stage is get quiet. You know mm. what I'm saying? Then listen just to what what whispers come in my mind first. And I learned that shit really that same summer that I came to New York. And I was in the Bronx. And it was kind of like culture shock. I was isolated. You know what I'm saying? Like where I was staying. You know what I'm saying? They wasn't the same. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't the same on the same wavelength as, you know what I'm saying, where I came from. Right. You know what I'm saying? So... <clears throat> it was a real like low life situation, but you know what I'm saying it was no, it was never no place to. It wasn't no internet, so you couldn't just escape. So you just caught up. You in the Bronx, in the South Bronx. You know what I'm saying there's crazy shit going on around you. You in New York, the shit wasn't really like I thought it would be mm-hmm. in the beginning. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying I'm like, damn, this shit here is crazy as fuck. You know what I'm saying then you know people's they was trying to put me out. Right. So it was just a weird ass situation. Right. So. Being alone in a big city, all you really, it really boils down to your thoughts. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yourself and, and how you're going to work with yourself. And that's the first time I really experienced that and, and experienced, you know what I'm saying, just having to just listen to what I got going on in my head as opposed to the outside forces. Well, articulate that a little bit. When you say get quiet, like what do you do specifically like to 
to kind of tune out? Like, what does that mean to you? You shut the fuck up. Nah. Um, basically, <clears throat> you be alone. You know what I'm saying? You be alone with yourself. You know what I'm saying? And when you're alone with yourself, not the TV, you know what I'm saying? Not not necessarily the radio, not you know, checking you, all your social media. It's just you and just disconnecting yourself. At a certain point, it might be in the morning, it might be in the night, might be, you know what I'm saying? But it's certain thoughts that you get that I get that I don't get any other time. You know what I'm saying? So right now... From those years, from 92 to now, you know, I perfected it. Not perfected it, but I've exercised it. Mm -hmm. So when I wake up, I know that there are certain thoughts in my head that's not going to pop in my head any other time. I get up, I write. I write them thoughts down. I talk to myself in words that, you know what I'm saying, I don't use when I'm talking out loud. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So when I read back stuff that I wrote two weeks ago, I'm like, damn, I wrote that shit? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it, it's words to yourself that, you know, to me come from God. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So it's God speak to me. Mm -hmm. So I rely on that first. That's my first wave. And then once you once you, you once you see those words giving you the direction where you need to go, then you know, of course it's your, you know what I'm saying, you surround yourself with people. I always I always surrounded myself with people who was, you know what I'm saying, moving in directions that I that inspired me. You know what I'm saying? Just my general circle of people always inspire me. You know what I'm saying? I got people around me that's everybody moving and everybody most most of them blowing up harder, you know what I'm saying? They sh way ahead of me right now, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So it's kind of like you, you know what I'm saying? We came up, we we had that journey where we left vibe together. You came and you all doing your thing, you know what I'm saying? So you surround yourself with people where you can look at and help them do what they do so it'll help you. Mm -hmm. When you help other people do their shit, you know what I'm saying? It spins, it's it spins, kinetic. That energy spins right back because you now you exercising your mind in a way that's that's productive in a way that you can see results even when you ain't getting results. Mm -hmm. So then you apply that same shit to you and then you start seeing your results and then, you know, it's 360. Mm. So that's the, shit, that's the main shit that I do. I listen to the music. I read the books. But that's the, that's the to me, that's the most important shit. Then you get quiet. Get quiet. Listen. Listen to the thoughts. Listen to yourself. Talk to yourself. Yeah. Talk that shit, self. And then yourself start telling you some shit that you ain't never heard. You like, ooh. Sometimes I gotta tell myself. To be, sometimes I gotta quiet myself. If I get too quiet. I can hear me in my head. Like you know what I mean. I don't like being in my head too long. Sometimes nah. I get out the crib. But uh, you know, no, nah, nah, you don't stay there. It's it's a place where you you like I said. Some, if it's morning, if it's night, you don't live there. You know what I'm saying? When you live there, that's usually you in the dark space and you trying to figure shit out. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But when you when you to a point where you can hear it, understand it, and then get to the world, that's where it's at mm. to me. What you do, Chris? Uh, I mean, not to like <clears throat> just echo exactly what I was saying, but I well, think then don't do that shit. No, <laughs> no, but I think that's the truth, though. I mean, I, I value alone, you know, alone time, being able to just. Sit, you know, even if I'm just messing around playing a video game, whatever, but like being able to get by myself and think about the day and just kind of like have thoughts pop into your head of like, right. oh, remember when that happened earlier today? And then kind of process it, that type of thing. Right. Yeah, I think it's incredibly important to do that. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like coming, like coming from my perspective, I was uh -huh. out. I'm, I'm doing some shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All night, all day, every, wherever something was popping, I'm trying to be there or I'm trying to make something pop. You know what I'm saying? So, it was never a point where I had to just be alone. I had siblings, had a bunch of people living in my house at times, you know what I'm saying? So right. it's kind of like you'll never experience your alone time to, but to be in a be thousands of miles away in a city where there's millions of people but it's just you and you don't connect with none of them yet. Mm -hmm. 
that was my first time experiencing that. But right. then, but then I was able to see the value in it. I think a lot of people don't don't ever spend time. I, I know people who don't never spend time with themselves. No, no, no. They, I hear they you. Never. I hear it's you. Always like shit. They yeah. get home, get quiet, shit. Turn on the box. Turn on the TV. Right. Call somebody. Right. Text somebody. You know what I mean? Is you could always get lost in other people's thoughts. Yeah. Now that's why I was saying I wanted you to spell it out a little bit because I don't think some people don't really know how to do it. And then some people it might not work that well for them. Right. You know, everybody has their own thing. Yeah. But yeah, it is it is about, you know, if you can detach and quiet down. And then one of the one other thing I want to add to it though is <clears throat> Be careful how you talk to yourself when you're talking to yourself. You know what I mean? Like, in the way, like, I can only speak for myself, but, like, there's times when you really feeling like you down and you could speak to yourself like a motherfucker that's, like, like a motherfucker that's losing rather than somebody that you want to win. You know, well, it's a difference. <clears throat> I'm just saying for no, no, in particular, no doubt, no just doubt, no doubt. be careful of the language that you use to address yourself. Like, but, you don't be your own worst enemy. A lot of people love to say, you know, my own worst enemy, I'm own, right. you shouldn't be. But, you know, those those are the yells, those ain't the whispers, you know what I'm saying? Ooh. To me, you know what I'm saying? The, the, the whispers is just trying to push you. Right. You know what I'm saying? They trying to tell you something, you know what I mean? You don't you don't let the, the, the other voice outshine the other one. It's kind of like the whole point of it is, is to try to define where you going and where you at. And then don't be scared of the questions either. Don't right. be scared of, all right, I'm here. Cause that's the the first the first voice gonna be like, damn, how the fuck we get here? This is fucked up. Right. You know what I'm saying? But then the the real shit is how yeah, how did we get here? Because, you know what I'm saying? And then how do we get out? Because the 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 best way to get out is the tools that's in you. You know what I'm saying? Every problem you have, it half of them, you know what I'm saying, you create it in certain moves, certain actions, certain thoughts. You know what I'm saying? So you can use those same tools to get yourself out. There ain't no problem that you can't fix with, you know what I'm saying, the tools that's within you. So you got to use them. You got to bring in the outside sources to help you use them. And then, you know what I'm saying, the whole point of being alone and talking to yourself and being in, in a space within your head is to push you, not to pull you down. It's to push you forward. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So you've got to find the voice that's pushing you. Right. It's somewhere saying, you know what I'm saying? Nah, fuck that. You could do this shit. Mm -hmm. You, know, what you know what's funny about that, man, is that um, I do have a, a strong introverted streak to me. Mm -hmm. And it's been hard in relationships, man, because a lot of people don't get it. Like, they'll take it personally sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, my family's been amazing at that since I was a kid. They, my mother picked up early that I just like to be alone a lot. Mm -hmm. And she would never take it personally. She'd just be like, all right, Vlad's doing his thing. Right. And then when I'm ready to come back, I'll come back. Mm -hmm. Um. And I think it's it's a it's a connection to your own individual spirituality. What I'm least talking about, mm -hmm. you know, it's your own connection, your own, you know, whatever the source you want to call it. But like, Ali, I don't know if like, because you got a whole family unit, dude. Like, how is it when you need that alone time, but you got family, you know, family uh, obligations? Like, I want to go for a walk, but you know, my son needs help. Hey, you gotta do all that. That's, that's life. You gotta do all that. So, yeah. so you gotta figure out how to how to find that time, and you gotta figure out the time to invest in yourself. So that means if I gotta out stay up, you know what I'm saying? If I gotta stay up longer than them, you know what I'm saying? If I gotta wake up earlier than <laughs> yeah. them, you know what I'm saying? But that's always been the case. You are gonna always have some daytime distractions where the phone ring. You gotta respond to shit. You gotta outlast that shit, and then use the rest of that time to invest in yourself. I mean, like I said recently, we talked about it before. I've been jumping up before it. 
You know what I mean? Right. And and getting ahead of that shit and and being up in a space where ain't nobody there. I, I enjoy that shit. I I always found that shit even in high school. You know what I'm saying? Fuck it. I got homework, all that shit. Yeah, that shit gonna get done, but then I'm gonna still do the shit I wanna do after that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Talk to who I wanna talk to, write whatever. Yeah, play man, because I've had, you know I had to, like, even with my, the roommates I've had, man, like, it's, it's hard for them to comprehend that, like, I just gotta be alone for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. You know, and some people just take that person, they don't really get it, and, like, they think something's wrong, and I'm like, nah, it's just, this is just how I operate. Yeah, no, I can dig that. You can't tell the kids, ah, you know what I'm saying? You can't really just push them off. That's but what I'm saying. That's what I gotta, mean. You gotta you gotta figure out them twenty four hours and and work and work and invest in your own self during the hours that you got. You know, so if you got a job right. nine to five, you know what I'm saying, where you can't think about nothing else while you doing that job, then you gotta stay up a little later or get up a little earlier. You know what I mean? And get it in because that's the shit that's gonna help you win. Hmm. I mean, yeah, because Kevin Kevin Hart was on the Breakfast Club last week saying he gets up every day regardless. Nice. Oh, it's like 4.30 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oof. I got a lot of shit to do. <laughs> a whole lot of shit to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? If he could beat the, he could beat the shit up, then I, I think I can. Right, 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 right. That's, That's what I'm saying. Like, you got to look for those examples. There was a dude today that I saw, eight, eight years old. He ran a marathon in four hours. How old was he? You know. I think it was 84. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, good for you. Yeah, right? No more, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah. No more. You got to understand that certain shit is just not going to be what you oh. do. <laughs> just take that inspiration. Let it motivate some other yeah. shit. You know I what I mean? I'm, good for you. Yeah, you got you to gotta spin it into what you wanted to be. Right. And that's right, all right. we do anyway. Yeah. We spin it how we want. We spin what Trump say to, you know, our feelings. We just got to spin our shit to the way we wanted to go. And yeah. believe it and keep moving with it every day. I hear that. Well, speaking about keeping it moving, uh, er, why don't we er. tell the people where we going to be at? Vlad, where you at this week? So it is a slow week for, for Vlad. I will be at the Ice House <laughs> on Thursday night. Uh-huh. Uh, performing at the Ice House, which is in Pasadena. And then other than that, I'm just taking some meetings. So no, no nothing real show-wise, just the Ice House Thursday night. If anybody's in Los Angeles. All right. Muhammad, where you at? Oh, man, shit. My wife's birthday, Friday, so we're going to be on that. I'm thinking about sliding down to Howard Homecoming with, with, with my oldest son, let him see some of that HBCU experience. Okay. So, uh, you know. And then from there, shit, we, we working. We shooting a flash mob tomorrow. We um, It's a lot going on, man. Where the, you can't say where the flash mob is? Yeah, it's going to fuck it up? Well, it'll be done by the time they hear it. With, what you doing? What kind of flash mob is it? It's, uh, it's with the artist Spencer Lugwick. And um, it's going to be downtown, like on um, Greenwich, right by the World Trade Center down that area. All right. You know what I'm saying? So, so, you know, new artists on Warner Brothers, you know, get his uh, his dance on in the middle of the street. Oh, okay. Yeah. So That's what's it's up. It's pretty exciting. That's what it is. Y'all going to be at Caroline's this weekend, starting Thursday, Thursday through Sunday. Six shows out there. Gonna have a good show. It's gonna be a good fucking time. Be back in New York. It's been a minute since I've headlined at Caroline's. I'm excited about it. You know, uh, want to make the most of this shit. So make sure if you are a New York City in the conversation list or tri-state area, come out. Get your tickets now. We're trying to sell it out. All right? Yeah, go ahead. Get your tickets, man. There it is. And we out. of it all is to be in the conversation. conversation. This has been a Stand Up Labs production powered by digital media. 
Subscribe to new and archived episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. And find all of our shows at StandUpLabs.nyc. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. We out.